Galveston Unscripted Galveston was one of the most powerful economic drivers in Texas. Protecting this city from another catastrophe was imperative. It can be hard to imagine that one of the most important cities in Texas would be sitting on a low-lying sandbar that is prone to major weather events. However, city leaders were focused on all the advantages that Galveston held, such as the port, the beach, and the dynamic citizen base, and refused to abandon those attributes in an hour of misfortune. Bolstering the island's defenses and building a seawall to protect Galveston's assets had been debated for at least two decades prior to the Great Storm. At this point, the necessity was on full display for the world to see. The only way for Galveston to move forward was to move up. The decision was made to build a protective barrier and elevate the island. A plan to develop the seawall was born. In conjunction with building of a seawall to protect from the power of hurricanes, engineers from around the country would devise plans to raise the entire urbanized portion of Galveston Island to defend from bayside surge and flooding. In order to tackle these major projects at one time, the logical decision was made to add a third major project into the mix. The ship channel and entrance to Galveston Bay was to be dredged to make way for larger vessels to call the port. The mud from the dredge project would be used as fill for the monumental grade project. In 1902, construction of the Galveston Seawall began. The initial seawall extended from 6th Street to 39th Street, a little over three miles. The project utilized a rail line with specialized and custom-built machinery. This custom machinery was made for concrete pouring and pile driving. The outer face of the seawall was built in a curved fashion to carry heavy waves upwards. Astonishingly, each foot of the seawall contains over 40,000 pounds of concrete, with heavy stone riprap placed in front of the wall. This riprap breaks up the waves before it hits the wall. The first seawall project was completed in 1904. The initial grade-raising project began in 1903 and required dredging canals through the island and building customized dredges. The grade-raising was accomplished in square, quarter-mile sections. Each of these sections was enclosed in a dike. Then, all structures and utilities, such as streetcar tracks, fire plugs, and water pipes, were lifted. Around 2,000 buildings, homes, and churches were raised and put on stilts. Hand-turned jack screws were used to lift these structures. The sand fill was transported to residential districts through a 20-foot-deep, 200-foot-wide, 2.5-mile-long canal using four self-loading hopper dredges. After the fill was discharged in the areas to be raised, new foundations were constructed on top of the elevated surface. This monumental task was completed in 1911. In the event of the inevitable hurricane, the grade-raising and seawall project were designed for flood water to drain from the 17-foot-high seawall into the harbor. It's important to keep in mind that prior to the grade-raising, the highest point on the island was 8 feet above sea level, which had proven to be an inadequate elevation for Galveston's metropolitan prominence. The grade-raising not only reinforced the seawall, but also made way to improve drainage and sewage systems. The Great Raising and Seawall Project were one of the largest civil projects in the United States in the early 1900s. Galveston's post-storm facelift proved its worth during major hurricanes in 1909 and 1915. The city only faced minor damage in comparison with the 1900 storm. Although Galveston never saw the port or business district return to its pre-1900 glory, the city rebuilt and redefined itself in the years that followed the storm. Post-1900 Galveston is even responsible for inventing a form of government that is used around the country today. In 1901, during the rebuilding period, a group of business leaders requested that the governor of Texas appoint a commission 
The idea was for this commission of five to take charge of reassembling the city's imperative economic operations. Some city leaders and Galvestonians opposed this plan, as it was viewed as undemocratic. The plan was altered to provide for a popular city election of two of the five commissioners. This city government system was adopted for the first time. This form of government is now known as the City Commission, or the Galveston Plan, and went into effect in Galveston one year after the storm. This structure of government spread rapidly throughout Texas and other states between 1901 and 1920. This form of city government lasted in Galveston until 1960, when Galveston adopted a city council form of government. The Great Storm of 1900 not only destroyed the city of Galveston, but changed the course of Texas history. In the years following the storm, the commercial center and major seaport in the region relocated to Houston. Galveston was never able to fully recover to its former glory, but today wears a badge of resiliency, and this badge cannot be denied. In memory of those lost during the Great Storm, September 8th and 9th, 1900, Galveston, Texas. This is Galveston Unscripted. To dive into everything Galveston, check out visitgalveston.com.